Um, you right, don't so, even know. All right. Yeah, you how about this? Know. Like, we're we're gonna get super fucking bored talking about this movie. So, like, let's just throw I, it to you. I actually every really so liked often. this. Oh, oh, the first I, time I watched it, I enjoyed this more than I was expecting. I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's one of the better X Men movie, but I thought it was I thought it was much more enjoyable than I was expecting. I, th- okay. I think we we are going to have an interesting conversation. Yes, I, I will oh, also boy. be I will we be speaking for Derek on this one because I watched it with him, uh, and he also definitely did not like it. So yeah, that's totally fair. I, I, I guess well, since, I count for two votes since we're all tipping our hands on this up front. Uh, I didn't particularly care for it. I think it was probably the third worst X Men film. Um, Hmm. Whoa, what's the second worst? I'm guessing. The Last Stand is the second I can... worst. What's the worst? What is the worst? <laughs> X Men Origins Wolverine? Okay. I would argue X Men Origins Wolverine is worse than The Last Stand. That's I'm sorry, it's better I than said. The Last Stand. It's better than The Last Stand. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, so, yeah, was, The Last Stand would... is the worst X Men movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I would, I, I would agree with that. I. This might be one of. This might be the only one that I'm ever interested in watching again. Really? Really? <laughs> Maybe I, the I, one before I, this. Days of Future Past. Oh, I, and I, Logan. Just, Logan, of course. Oh, well, Logan's amazing. I think I no one's to see Logan. That. I still haven't seen Logan. I'm, wa- I'm waiting for it's our great. discussion on that one to see it. Like, oh, of okay. the X-Men films it's... so far, I think my favorite that I have seen might actually be First Class. I found first. I would actually say my favorite is first class. I, I think I, first, class first time I watched it in the theater, but not after that. I would probably pick X two or Days of Future Past as my favorite. Like I feel like I feel like those two and first class are all sort of like none of them are ones that I'm like unconditionally like, yes I love that movie. Yeah, but I think those those are the three that at least I would feel would be in well, contention as we, like we, we, I don't think that this is the best. For the but you, but you I don't it. even think this is really that good. I liked a lot of it. <laughs> okay. There are parts That's, of it that okay. I did not like. Then, then okay. Dude okay. speaks for me on this one, too. Yeah, okay. Like, I don't then think this I, is the best I, by yeah. instrumentation. I, th- okay. I think there, there, I, there might be less disagreement. Because, dude, my, my take was still like, there are pieces of this movie that I like, but it is yeah. a movie yeah. without a center for me. Um, yeah, oh, I, oh, it's, uh, it's all way. over the place. Yeah, okay. Oh, it feels let, let, let like half way. of this is an indie film to me. <laughs> yeah, little this bits movie isn't a good movie. Half of it is a Lars von Trier fun. Film. Yeah, let me put this way: it wasn't a good movie, but I had fun watching it. Yes. And like, we, of all the bad movies, we saw some really bad movies until the last <laughs> like forty minutes. <laughs> like, we've seen some really enjoyable. bad movies, and the worst are always the ones where I'm like, "This is bad," and I'm not having fun. Like the reason yeah. I put Wolverine Origins as better as uh, than Last Stand is that Wolverine Origins, I'm having, f- I can, ha- I have a little bit of fun because I'm, I'm, I'm noting how ridiculous a lot of it is, and because I'm yeah. noting how ridiculous a lot of it is, I'm having fun. I am not having fun for, for maybe Kelsey Grammer as Beast. That's pretty much the only time I'm having fun yeah, watching that's not It a is a that joyless he, he, movie. That is yeah. true. I, yeah. I'm going to be perfectly like, honest. I'm going to put this out here. I think I like Wolverine Origins more than I like this movie. Whoa. Whoa. I don't okay. like it more than Do I, I like start off with I, I don't first like time Last Stand more than I like this movie. I think I put this as the second worst X-Men movie in my book. Do, do is we this watch the first it? time you watched it? This is the first time I watched it. This was the I, I watched this is my third watching, and this was the first time I really liked it. Okay. I'm not willing to put that time in, but I'm willing yeah. to accept that that might be the case. Do we want okay. to start off? Because we seem to be yeah, actually going yeah, we, and I've I gone right in. Maybe we should pull back just a little bit. <laughs> and, and talk right. about right. anything we'll else for back. another yes. 30 Patrick, 30, 30, the Writers Guild of America problem. Go. 
This is Cinema Excelsior. Um, <laughs> this is the podcast where we uh, watch... Drink and, and yell. Drink and yell, yeah. Yeah, I got a Powerade bottle full of water and I'm ready to go. Yeah. There's definitely going to be some yelling. Investor yeah. is doing water drinking. Uh, oh my god, stop him. God, I didn't... Uh, I was... No, he needs to hydrate. He lives in Texas. The last time, I was the last so time he drank... By this movie that I didn't actually pull out uh, aliases or oh, no. pithy references to characters that we could. Uh, he, he, we could here, I'll, I'll make it you. I want to be morph from X Men ninety two. Just make it before Horseman and call morph it a day. I thought from the Ocarina of Time water no, temple. No morph. The, no, you're the, morph. I'm morph. The wise ass shapeshifter from X Men uh, the animated series. Yeah, yeah, no, you can be morph. I'll be Morpha. Okay. Oh yes, yeah. Sorry, you. I am the gelatinous Bob boss from the Water Temple in Ocarina of Time. Oh, Morpho. God, I hate that boss. Uh, I, I hate you so much. Yeah. And I am uh, Morpho, uh, the DC Comics character that has uh, complete uh, control over his own molecular structure. Am I remembering All that right. correctly? Every well, metamorpho has every metamorpho, thank you. Any element. He can turn into any You're element. Right. I meant right. metamorpho. God, oh, I'm yeah. an idiot. How dare you? <laughs> You didn't know this podcast was going to get meta. Patrick, who do you want to be? Hmm? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Oh, come on. Come on, Patrick. It's yeah, your, it's your time to shine. You just use the word morph. What theme are we the going morph, on? The morph ball from, from Metro, Super Metroid. What, what's you mean, the theme? Morph empower, anything Ooh, with the word morph in the name. You could be morph oh. from Planet Orph. <laughs> Alf from uh... Planet Morph. <laughs> I don't want to be Morpheus from Matrix because that, like, you know, I'm a white dude, yeah. so that seems a little no, off. No offense, Patrick. You are dream, so you can be, It's the Matrix. You can be whoever you want to be. It's the Matrix. It's who you are inside, Patrick. It's who you yeah. are inside. My girlfriend's black, so that just seems like it's going to get me in America. way more trouble than is strictly speaking you necessary. You could make a big deal out of your race is going to get you more in, tr- more in trouble. Just, <laughs> just claim the man. You can be your hero. It doesn't matter. And it's I know she listens inside. to this, so I know I'm she's not, literally listening to this right now. If she listens to this, then you're up, already uh... doing better than any of our significant others. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Aaron. Um, uh, Did you guys move through this podcast? No, we met on OkCupid. Okay, okay, so it's not like she listened to the podcast and was like, I have to find that voice. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm aware. Uh, uh, she may uh, have specifically sought me out on OkCupid to, via that method. Um, but it, difficult unless, to do. Uh, it does seem very difficult, yes. Hmm. Anyway. Anyway. She so, did, she did want to phone call me beforehand. <laughs> had, to, yeah. had to test the voice out. Yep, had to, had to verify. Oh, wait a second. I think we're onto something here. There so we what go. we're on to right now is we watched the film X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> yes, unfortunately. Which, yeah, which yeah. came out in 2016, uh, written by Simon Kimberg, directed by Brian Singer, and possibly someone else? Um, I feel like this movie was directed by like four different people because it feels like there are we'll, several different. We'll tones talk about that in a, a second. But we we do need to talk about the fact that um, recent news events, aside from revealing that Brian Singer is quite potentially a truly monstrous human being, oh, yeah. basically has has a Isn't history that true of, of anyone. Yes, but within the last couple of years, uh, last yeah, couple like, of movies yeah. has a history of wandering off of set and not showing up to call. So having saying well, he directed the movie is only a legal truth, not necessarily an actual truth. Mm. I'm uh, just just to clarify, 
Well, yeah. are you saying that there's other information about him that would make you call him truly oh, yes. monstrous? Oh yes. Not okay. Oh this god. Is you heard about this? He could have a mental uh, illness. No, no. Let, let's let's so so let's let's like hit pause on this. Gossip? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. I feel like this is one where like to to borrow the way that the uh the greatest generation or maybe it was friendly fire nuanced this question. Just search for news items related to like Brian Singer underage hot tub. Oh yeah, I mean, well, I mean, there's been rumors about it, him and other names worse. since since I think I first heard them in like 2010. But uh, let me put it this way, dude: Ronan Farrow wrote a story about him. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Got it. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so Brian Singer and okay, Ronan so, Farrow is the is that's the main character from Frank Miller's Ronan, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He might yeah, as the well Avenging be. Angel. Um, Ronan coming. <laughs> Did we, um, okay, so Patrick, Brian Omar Singer, common. Brian Singer directed some of this film. Do we know who the pinch hitter was? Probably Simon Kinberg. That, that um, we don't know for guess, certain. I would have guessed him yeah. or Matthew Vaughn. I mean, we, do, we don't know for certain because, Kinberg is, you know, the, is the director for Dark Phoenix, right? And wrote this yeah. and produced yeah. it. Yeah, and Kinberg also directed first. I just pictured, I just envisioned no, no, a new reality uh, show Matthew called Vaughan. The Masked Director. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. He's just... Watch a director make a movie, but the director has a mask on the whole time. So it's the masked singer, but instead of watching someone sing, they're just directing a movie. And at the end, you find out that it's like Ryan Reynolds or something. It, it was my get the the, sure. the rumor is that it, it was Ken. They haven't said specifically, but the the rumor is that it was Kenberg, um, just because Kenberg um, does want to direct. He he well, is directing he is. Dark Phoenix, and he would have he would have been around. If that makes sense, like he would have actually been like available to do so. Matthew Vaughn was off doing something else at the time. Well, the Um, the, the other the other person that directed part of this film, without a doubt, is Stephen Summers because we begin with the Mummy, and that's where our story kicks off. Stephen Summers, that's Scott and Alex Summers' dad, right? Yeah, he's off in space being a uh, space pirate. Star Jammer, Corsair. Sorry, I was thinking of Corsair. (laughs) Yes. Do you think? Okay, so in canon. A bunch of guys sat around a table and said, all right, we're space pirates. What are we going to call ourselves? And they had a whiteboard with several suggestions on it, and someone walked over and circled Starjammer. I will point out this is a universe cool. which features a bunch of which features people, named, including but not limited to, that they call themselves the Avengers, the Defenders, the Guardians cool of the names. Galaxy, Do you the, think masters, that it was a the Masters of Evil. They literally call themselves the Masters of Evil. It's a little on the nose, the Sinister isn't Six. Isn't like, there a reference is, to Windjammer? Isn't that a uh, nautical term? Mm. Windjammer? Well, I imagine Spelljammer is probably a reference to Windjammer. Yeah, I think I think spell I think Spelljammer and Starjammer are both plays on. This. Wait a also, second. I'm also, Starjammer might be. What about Umjammer Lammy, the sequel to Par Rapper the Rapper? I'm looking at the Summers family tree. What does Janet Van Dyne have to do with? She's an alt. Janet Van Dyne has a reality dumber d- daughter that is that is a child of havoc. A oh, green jammer yeah. is a collective name for a general class of large sailing ship built to bear, carry bulk cargo for long distances in the 19th and early 20th century. Surprise! Riveting if you're still stuff, listeners. To this, now we're going to tell you the secret of the universe. You've earned it, kid. <laughs> Anyway, it's a boat. It's like long ships so or we, tall ships. We, th- this, these opening scenes really had a lot of resonance for me because you just I remember back when I was an Egyptian slave. No, yeah, because I just watched The Mummy. Like a week earlier, I had watched yeah. the uh, Brendan Fraser, uh, mm-hmm. The Mummy, for the first time in what had to have been 15 years. Uh, and I was mm-hmm. delighted by it. 
Like I, I had written that. I thought it was such a good movie. I thought you were I think I had seen like scenes of it on TNT at one point. Mm-hmm. This is certainly the first time I've ever sat down and watched it beginning to end. Oh god. Yeah, um, I've never seen it. And I was I, delighted. As we established in my text conver- in our text conversation, I did see the Scorpion King in in uh, theaters. Have not seen the mummy. Um Last time I watched it, I think last year with Hillary, uh, I appreciated an aspect of it that I never appreciated before. She pointed out that the romance made it one of her favorite films as a, a teen girl, mm-hmm. her and her teen girl friends. Oh, but yeah. uh, she also uh, she thought that. Uh, oh God, no! The Mummy, Weiss, Weiss, Rachel Weiss, Rachel Weiss, Rachel Weiss. That her character was was uh, her like hero when she was a child. She was just like this bookworm like adventure woman mm-hmm. uh and i i, I had never great. thought about it from that perspective before but oh, yeah. it, it's true it holds up from a lot of different angles yeah um and, and clearly was paid tribute to in this opening scene which is mm-hmm. uh a a procession in which results in a blue man transferring his consciousness into bald oscar isaac and then bald Oscar Isaac getting sealed as the world's shoddiest constructed pyramid is collapsed on top yeah, of I'm it. Like, I, don't, I don't know how pyramids are built. I'm pretty sure they don't have a bunch of support beams you can just cut out from <laughs> under well, them. The implication is that, that there is some kind... Because I actually really liked this opening sequence the second or third time I watched it. Um, and when I started to figure out what the heck was going on... Uh, <laughs> And I, I feel like there's, you know, this is a, they've been preparing for this for, you know, 60, whatever number of years this guy's been in this body that he's inhabiting now. And he does this every so often. So there's been this resistance growing uh, amongst the plebes uh, for a long time. And they've, they've prepared. So, that, but the, the only part of this that really bothers me is how long they were falling through the air. Oh, yeah. Completely insane. That is you deep as hell. Just have yeah. them sitting there while things slowly crumble. Why do they have to be falling from. It doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, no. They're, like, I think on it screen they're even... falling for over a minute and it's not mm-hmm. in slow motion. Yeah. No. It's full, it is full motion. It's not quicksilver time. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it makes even less sense when we come back to this location a little later in the film. <laughs> yes. yes. No. <laughs> and it's just the so, surface of the earth. So, so the bottom line is uh, Blue Oscar Isaac, like Cree Oscar Isaac, is sealed up. Uh, <laughs> he was so in beautiful, the and then they put him in that goddamn apocalypse makeup. Yeah, so he gets sealed up in the earth, and then we flash forward to like a, a series of... Uh, just like short, where have our characters been sequences that stretch Along on for with like about weird... 30 minutes. Well, you have to remember that X-Men also does that X-Men title sequences have to go through oh, something. Yeah. That's oh, just, I love that, the title is, sequence in this. The, that fucking is tube, the tube with Jesus and Nazis in it? Yes. Yeah. The, human R- remember... history, the human history tube. Remember, X-Men DNA law dictates that all title sequences must go world. through tubes. Yep. Tubes. It's a series of tubes! So we are, uh, I am consulting Wikipedia to help me remember the sequence in which these things happen, but Wikipedia is uh, not being oh, helpful. So, oh, Ohio, 1983. I, it's a fairly Ohio. straightforward yeah. history. Oh, okay, so, so Scott what? gets his powers and a boner. Yep. Mm. Uh, yeah, he blasts Biff Tannen in a bathroom, and then we, we cut around to see several different 
That's not a euphemism. Hey, uh, we cut, cut around to see several different X-Men. Like, as basically, it's Jim Henson's X-Men babies. It's how they came together. And so we get X-Men right. babies. So we get going to get their powers too. So we get X-Men babies. It's going to mean something to you. You, you, you want to try the, the middle eight? Um, so I don't, I don't know what that means. So we have, um, who do we meet? We meet Cyclops, uh, as, as a young man. Uh, yeah, we got Nightcrawler and Angel in the fighting ring. I don't know if that what comes immediately next. Yeah, but uh, that's, that's right. Fine. And, we, and don't, Myst- we don't need to be specific. And Mystique is there too. Um, and yeah, Mystique rescues Nightcrawler. Yep. And then we get Magneto, who's now living in Poland with a wife and kid. In this world, is Mystique supposed to be Nightcrawler's mother? They don't address no. it. I, I was kind of thinking that they would, but they did. They didn't. Yeah, particularly so, given how how remarkably heavy they lean on the uh, Quicksilver Magneto with no uh, payoff. With, with no payoff whatsoever. No payoff. One assumes it's coming in Phoenix. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to assume that no. But also the timeline, like this is the yeah, thing let's, let's talk about, about the timeline. Let's talk about that. No, no, we're, we're 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 there now because it's Look, impossible it has, to ignore. It has this. to be set in the eighties because it is. it is the only time period in which Apocalypse's outfit makes remotely any sense. The movie it's is so set, terrible. So the, the movie is set in is so each each of the last th- uh, three films. So this one, Days of Future Past, and First Class, has been set early sixties, early seventies, early eighties. I mean, I think it's 10 years each, right? Isn't the I, Cuban Missile Crisis, what, 62, 63? Yeah, so it's about 10 years. Um, yeah, so, and, so, and the, uh, the the one before was definitely 10 days. years before. Yeah, so we, we have these these jumps, uh, this, these gaps between films, and there are two issues here. Number one, um, the general timeline issues that we could take just looking at these three films in isolation, and number two, the overarching X-Men timeline, which is so insanely nonsensical at this point that it must be deliberate the okay. the first thing i want to point out is magneto should be in his mid to late 50s at this point let's begin from there yeah, yes yeah yeah and and he's I and the, i can tell you uh, michael fassbender is in his early 30s at this point and i'm sorry yeah. late 30s late 30s yeah he's in his early, uh, what can he yeah. play he's got range I would say Magneto is like Michael Fassbender is probably the closest to looking right on this. Yeah, James McAvoy still looks 15. Yeah, I, no, the yeah. biggest, the biggest, uh, the most egregious one for me is Lucas Till, the guy who plays um, Scott, the brother, brother Havoc, because yeah. he should be in his 40s because it's been 20 years since he was like yeah. a late teenager, early 20s. So he should be in his like early 30s. He. They don't even try to make him look like that. He just but looks like however old when Luke they Sola altered is. the here's, past, they reset the casting. Here's, here's, <laughs> here's, <laughs> here's kind of one of the reasons I here's how I kind of approach this story is that like first of all that's hilarious. Um, like when I approach this this movie, I kind of have accepted that the the timeline of the X Men movies has just not made anything resembling sense yeah. in decades. Does like it, it, it's not. On. Yeah, I mean, it's, I it's, like, it's 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 te- it's, it's a like, choice in adaptation. It's like, well, this is part of what makes the X Men the well, X Men. Well, right? what it's, I mean is like by, by which I mean is like, thing is fourth wall, and X Men can fuck around with time, right? Yeah, well, what I mean by Cable that is like, I I kind of just at this point of just kind of like they basically are aging on comic time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where the answer is Magneto is always a victim of the Holocaust. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they're gonna have to literally start changing that soon unless we want Magneto to be 105. But, but if they remove then, that, then literally no one will remember the Holocaust. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I mean, in, young people. Well, I think it's interesting though. Like you bring up comic book time. Like these movies are operating on like the opposite of comic yeah, book time. Yeah, they're like, comic book time. Very a- they're anchored yeah. very, very concretely. But like it never feels like there's that ten years be- before. Whereas everything in like comic book time, you have like this weird sort of collapsing of time where like everything was like 20 years ago and you sort of update things here it's just sort of like we're making a movie three years later and it's a decade later and just deal with it we're not even gonna we're not even gonna try to make any of the people look like the age they're supposed to well and even more it's clearly anchor it's anchored not just in a specific year but in a specific year that has um the characteristics of our world consistent in it even if like in the first film, yeah. they had the Cuban Missile Crisis, which, like, we're not time-shifting the Cuban Missile Crisis. That happened. In the second yeah. film, Nixon is clearly president and a major figure. Um, I if- think I think in some ways it's made worse by the existence of this is the third movie doing it. Because I feel like going from 63 to 73, like, 10 years I can kind of give some wiggle room on. But, like, this is a movie that actually spends a lot of time referencing the first movie, the uh, first class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, Moira comes back and they're doing a lot of stuff with that. And once you start going, hey, you remember yeah. 20 years ago, they're what is clearly a 26-year-old yeah. man yeah. who's not even attempting to look like he's in his 40s. Uh, and this is a it mo- feels much more incoherent when, than when you go 63 to 73 or 73 I, to 83. I loved the moment where Xavier was talking about uh, seeing Moira McTaggart for the first time. And it's like, she's barely aged a day. I love that. I love that. And I, I wanted Beast to kind of go, same with you and me. Yeah. And literally. Everyone. Yeah. Again, I, 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 I want to advocate right now. I just want to say right now that I feel like this might be the Batman and Robin of the X-Men series. <laughs> so okay. I, I, just gen- okay. I just genuinely didn't care about the aging for me. I uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, dude. But like, oh, no, to me, that was just sort of like I—I I just didn't care. Like, I—I I went in knowing that the timeline hasn't made any sense for forever. So I was like, yeah, fuck it, who cares? Yeah, I think you may have actually hit it right there. This might be the Batman Forever of <laughs> yes. the X. I can't wait for Dark. They're halfway then. there. Ooh, but Dark. They Phoenix. haven't gotten enough. Like, maybe maybe uh, Simon Kinberg needs. Maybe he's like the the. Joel Schum- Schumacher, Schumacher in waiting. Where he goes through a bad one because he's he's not he's halfway between, but then he gets to full on 1963 Batman uh, uh, camp. Yeah. I mean, I think I would love that. Like, one, I watched this with Derek uh, in his hotel room the other night, and one of the things we talked about is like these movies desperately need more humor. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. They, they're they're really self serious, and when they yeah. are trying to be funny, it's like really kind of like cringy. Like, hey, look, we're in the eighties, guys. There's genuinely funny yeah. stuff there, in there. There, there 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 moments in. Yeah, we can move on. I was just gonna say there, there's two moments in this film that actually gave me good laughs, like real okay. good laughs. Um, but we we can come back. Anyway, I would just I'm just saying if if we went full camp, I would love it. Like if they just leaned into mm-hmm. no into one was how doubting that these movies are. Yep. I I always want to go full camp. So we we then uh, after a bunch of shits going around, uh, <laughs> we do eventually get back to the X Mansion. Uh, Xavier's was, there. Was Beast Patrick is there. trying to finish something? I thought Patrick was trying to finish a point. Patrick was trying to finish the idea that we should finish up the summary before we get to before we get. To our thoughts. <laughs> we'll never we'll never get to that. Um, never. So we're back at the X Mansion. Uh, we're meeting all of these characters. Uh, Alex has brought Scott to be at the X Mansion to help him with his laser eyes. Scott bumps into Gene. Um, let's see what else happens. Everyone's hair. Everyone's hair is amazing. In the world. Everyone's hair is amazing. Everyone's hair is on point in this movie. In the in when they meet, 
He learns that she's a mind reader and then is shocked to learn that she knows his name. He's the dumbest man in the world. Look, he he's experiencing that... a lot of new things right now. He's he, I will play out his eyes. He so he much. I want to punch him in his slack jaw. He can't look at Bester, anything. Bester, and his brother leads him Scott into Summers. running like, that into is a girl. in character for Cyclops. Uh, I, I, for the Cyclops that we've seen at this point, that is totally in character. I'll, I'll get, okay, so I'll, get, I'll give a little credit where credit's due. Not much, but a little bit in this film. Um, I will say that even though he is still thick, um, Cyclops is a little bit more well-written as Cyclops in this film than he was in any of the times that James Marsden played. I, I will not, agree. Not talking about the actor, just talking about the okay. writing. All right. I, will James I will, Marsden I, I, ever find the right role for him? Uh, is, he was in that. He was in that Easter Bunny movie. Right role. He's going to be Sonic the Hedgehog's partner in that Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah, uh, or he's a cop yes. on the edge. I might. I might accept. I might accept that this is better written. It definitely is not better acted. James Marsden's was wasted in this, and Ty Sheridan. I have a lot of thoughts on him. We'll get to him later. Is, I spent half of this he... movie thinking that guy was Baby Driver. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. Does, uh, does Ty Sheridan go on the uh, Taron Edgerton list? So, actually, this is something I was talking about with uh, Derek. Okay, one, so, one, one second, like, just so I'm not going like, to put myself in a bad position. Baby Driver was uh, Ansel Elgort, not Taron Edgerton. Okay, yes. Go on. Yes. Because Baby Driver is so, great. Like, we've, we've talked a lot in the past about like these sort of like weirdly like uncharismatic, uh, like generic white guy actors that we mm-hmm. sort of... Uh, Leading man... Uh, yeah, like you know, they have three movies thrust upon them and then they go away. Yep. I'm and uh, Derek wants everyone to know that I referred to Joel Kinnaman as Joel Cinnamon at one point. Uh, <laughs> and but anyway, uh, but my argument is that Ty Sheridan is not one of these because those guys are uncharismatic. They don't have charisma. They're just sort of they're just sort of there. They fall into the background. They like fill their narrative role and then you completely forget what they look like. Whereas Ty Sheridan, I feel is. I feel he is actively un he is actively anti charismatic. Like I I look at him and I am furious in a way that I haven't been furious since I first saw Bat- Bradley Cooper. I knew you were on gonna screen. say Bradley Cooper. I well, I, I mean I don't I, I, I don't understand I why you this. hate Bradley Cooper, but your hate of Bradley Cooper is well documented. Yes, I don't. I, I don't this. know either. But Ty is not terrible. Like Ty Ty Sheridan was really what? good in. Have you seen Mud? I've not seen Mud. Oh, he was in Mud. Yeah, he's the main. He's the main kid in Mud. He's really okay. good in Mud. It's been a long time since I saw that, but that was good. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I, really I, I don't dislike this, this movie. Maybe think he was. You know, he falls good. into that like weird, almost face blindness thing I have, where yeah. I just can't tell he, some people he, apart. He was, very, he, he was generic. He was very generic in this, but at part which of that, is, to, to be fair, is a very Cyclops thing. Yeah, I do think that this role is boring and he's wasted, <laughs> and there's nothing for him to do. Yeah, but but, but you could say that about a lot of people in this movie. Truthfully, yes, um, yes. I well, I will, I I will say, say that about I, literally I was, everybody. I, you know what I liked? I liked that. I think this is the first time we have ever gotten literally any personal information about Storm's character whatsoever. That's true. It's um, true. It's very yeah, true. And she, no, that is, it's she's unfortunate so... that she's a bad guy. It's also unfortunate that she is, uh, again, she is, even with that extra bit of information, 
Like, Halle Berry, A Storm was not a highlight of previous X-Men movies. And no. yet this one no. somehow flies lower under the radar than did Halle yeah. Berry. Also, I, also, I find it very strange really that I'm, I'm pretty sure the writers are like, she's from Africa, she can be in Egypt, that's in Africa. They had the same fun. I mean, that was, that was really bad. I'm like, why is Storm here? What's happening well, right Well, I now? mean, haven't they messed around with everyone's origin a little yeah. bit for this? Okay, like, so, so you know. let's, let's just... Yeah. She's I, over I, here, Angel's not the son of a senator guy, I, I don't know. Yeah, this is part of the effect of the Timeline he might was, be the son yeah. of a German senator. Yeah. Storm Storm was in Egypt. Storm did spend some time in okay, Egypt. Fair enough. And as a kid, she was born in uh, her mother's Kenyan. She uh, Storm was born in New- in Harlem, and then her family moved what? to Egypt, she was where born they died. In, she was born in Harlem because it was a comic book in the seventies, and she was an African American oh, okay. character, so she had to have been born in Harlem. Yeah, right. that checks out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, two things. Uh, number one. Um, I've forgotten. Number two, though, <laughs> I, did, I did want to... Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Yeah, I, did want, I did want to challenge. Um, so who in this film did give a performance that you actually enjoyed? And independent of the... Because a lot of these actors have been good in Quicksilver other things. Kids. Quicksilver yeah, Kids. Quick, yeah. Um, yeah. Evan Peters? Evan Peters. Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Evan so Peters and, and Michael Fassbender are the only two people I think aren't Bobby wasted in this movie. I will two. actually say I really enjoyed Oscar Isaac's performance. Um, and I, I know, I, I look, see from the look on your face that you, you disagree with me. Um, uh, we've talked about this, and I, I love that we've just given up trying to summarize this movie. Um, I have a um, the thread. Apocalypse comes back. back, he gets a bunch of, uh, of, uh, this movie's well, like 40 to, 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 to kill people with the long long. and then they try and blow up the gun. There we go, we're good. Yeah, okay. got Nick's it. not wrong. Wolverine shows Nick's up not wrong. at one point. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't say any lines. No, I think Oscar Isaac. So if Oscar said Isaac, lines, but he definitely wants to break more. up that teen romance the moment he yeah. sees that redhead. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I was. I definitely had that thought of like, this is much creepier if you knew her if you met her when she was Logan, like, sixteen. Or I, I really wish Marvel would stop trying to push the Logan uh, gene but thing I, because it, I, I, I never do. don't They'll get that push idea. It here. I, I will say this. So, yeah. but, but before before you get back to Oscar Isaac, Patrick, I, I will say this because um, this comes back to my central thesis on the film. Um, X-Men is, it's generally an ensemble piece. You get that. Mm -hmm. But this film really made me appreciate why previous films have anchored so heavily to Wolverine as a central character. Because Mm -hmm. even if it gets kind of boring, and even if you don't necessarily want him to be the central character again, at least there's a central character in the film. (laughs) Yes. There's no central character in the film. This is no one's journey Everyone has a little mini arc, and none of them are compelling, and no so one, it's one of, no one's story. One of the, accusa- one of the accusations... One of the Apocalypse's journey? I, I actually would argue that it is. Um, so one of the accusations is often leveled against I feel like maybe he's the, the hero. I, one of the accusations that's often leveled against the MCU is that it is the most expensive, most fun television series has ever been made. And I get a little annoyed with that, um, you know, just because it is a very, like, mid-20s film school, I'm smart kind of thing to say. Yes. Um, I will say, and, 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 and you know, I'm, uh, but I do sort of like feel like this one does feel much more like an episode of television in the sense that, yes. you know, there, it's not as, it is not as centered. It, it does sort of feel, um, you know, it, this, this film feels like the product of many masters. I obviously mm-hmm. don't know, like, I... Like I'm part of it, so we 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 have every reason to believe that the the if nothing else the filming of this movie was the product of many masters as as pretty much it seems like every singer movie in the past ten years was. Um, for me, the reason I kept enjoying it was that first of all I sort of went in 
maybe with low expectations. I was just kind of looking to have fun. I, but like one thing we've always talked about about these movies is that, and this has been a through line of all the X Men movies, is that e, the X Men movies are really always held up by their casting, mm. which is to say, you know, we, we talked about this even with the first two X Men movies. I mean, th- for fuck's sake, throw Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen in a room together, and I will watch that. Like, you know, if you told me they were going to discuss waffle recipes, I would watch the shit out of Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen discuss waffle recipes. That sounds great. Um, and by the same token, especially Oscar if they're in Isaac's, character, I think you know totally. Magneto oh makes a perfect waffle. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 dude, dudes from Germany. He, he knows. No, um, I mean he can control iron. Yeah. He can heat Both. iron with his mind. When are you going he to admit, make Charles, these waffle. human waffles are inferior? He, his, he can make, <laughs> they can never make waffles would like have we in can, sensors Charles. inside of it. So waffles and, would come out perfectly fluffy. And, and like every syrup pocket would be like a little angel holding fla- flavor taste buds. Dude, just yes. really and wait, and, but wait, if you, get, if you could get Iceman in on the mix, he could like you could have like ice cream on the waffles, but like the ice cream would stay like perfectly mm-hmm. chilled. Just, just yeah. for the record, if we we could have brought up any anything, and Bester would shoehorn Ice Iceman into the mix. I like Iceman. I like Iceman. He's um, not in this but, film. Sometimes, sometimes, Eric, you have to let them have their pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, Oscar Isaac, Apocalypse. So, first of all, as a character in the comics, Apocalypse is not interesting. He's so dumb. <laughs> oh, but he's in like, the cartoon, he's... he was awesome. He, he, They're well, out the space, car- <laughs> running over some kind of like time maze. So, like, remember the so like from in, in the writer in in, in Kinberg at all's defense. You, you, Apocalypse is just not a very interesting character. Where's no. Mister Sinister? Next, uh, film. He, next film. Yeah, next film. Uh, but like Apocalypse is just not that interesting. Is he actually? And honestly, no, no. But the the Essex Corporation thing at the end of this film was a direct. I was wondering, what the, fuck, I was wondering what the fuck okay. Essex Corporation was. Mr. Thank Sinister. you, Mister Sinister. Well, yeah. Okay. But um, no. But the the to me, he actually. I don't know. The way that uh, Isaac is a great actor, <laughs> and he has to act through name. a lot of makeup. Um, he actually does not a bad job of acting through the makeup, no, which was, which is not an easy, which is very hard to do. Um, I he he portrayed a character who sees himself as a god, yeah, and 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 genuinely sees himself as a paternal way. Like he has some interesting lines where, like, when Magneto is angry at him, you know, where were you when all this happened? He literally turns to us, "I was, I have failed you." I uh, mm-hmm. something along the lines of like, "I was asleep and I was not there for you, but I am here now." Yeah, and, and he I, fixes I, the hell out of his mind. Yeah, yeah, and it's like good. there was some. There's some interesting things there that, like, in Apocalypse, like, he does actually, like, he does think of himself as a literal god. He thinks of himself as this weird paternal figure. And Isaac yeah. gives and, a, he gives I mean, a weird... it's not like he didn't earn thinking of himself that totally, way. Totally, And, no. and Isaac, for, like, Isaac gives, of years. Isaac's, or Isaac gives a weird performance. And that, like, he, he right. is, it, he is larger than life. He, he, he feels displaced in time. It, it's well, not like, bad. He, he, but yeah, he always whispers because like a god does not raise his voice. Yeah. But but yeah. except for the scenes where he yells really loudly. Yeah, yeah. Do you know um, how many yes, atoms yeah. we lost before we figured that out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I just find like it's impossible to take any of him and the uh, the uh, horsemen of the apocalypse seriously just because they look so goddamn his fr- dumb. His Frankenstein boots are hilarious in this film. Yeah. I know. His Frankenstein boots are hilarious. Horsemen. Two of the four horsemen have mohawks. Um, 
Psylocke yeah. looks I will like not Olivia listen to one Munn complaint cosplaying about Psylocke. I will not listen what? to yeah. one complaint about I have about a her. lot of complaints about Psylocke. Psylocke's uh, terrible. Also, I, Derek does. Derek specifically well, told, Can Psylocke me... make an energy parachute? Because that seems like it'd be more effective than putting a sword yeah. into a building. I, I, what what, what like, did Derek want to say about Psylocke? Literally, I asked him before we started. He had two things. One, that I mentioned that I called him Joel Cinnamon. Okay. And also that Psylocke is ridiculous. These are the only two things Derek wanted to be known. Psylocke is so, terrible, and I no, said Joel Cinnamon. That's not the One same thing as ridiculous. This... Absolutely ridiculous is fine, but they, 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 she looked good, okay? And there's room for that in this film, and I appreciated it, and I want it to be known. Yeah, because this is a film that's populated entirely with ugly people in other regards. I'm just saying. They're so hideous. I, I mean, love... like, so one thing I will think that about this movie is that, Man, like, because, we are not and this is actually a problem. This. We're not. I, one thing I will say about like this is something that the X Men movie starts to run it. Any X Men, any X Men series that seems to run on a certain period of time, you start getting character bloat problems because Psylocke and Angel, very specific, most most notably with Psylocke and Angel, but with other characters too, they're in these movies because we expect Angel and Psylocke to be in these movies. Oh yeah, and so like at a certain point, like. Jubilee's in this movie just because we it's the 80s and we expect Jubilee to be in an X-Men movie. But why did but she like, get to be movies... part of like the main core of the team? She didn't like, even she's a member of the team what group and then power? she just disappears. She pressed a digitation. Also, she's a vampire now. Yeah. Well, like, that's my, my point is that, like, you know... Let her have some sparkle moments. Come on! X- X-Men movies just seem to, like, they, they yeah. just seem to progressively getting, like, the cast just gets blo- more and more oh, yeah. bloated. Yeah. Well, and, like, that is just... I think that's just a thing to me. Yeah. It, um... um the, the, the... I mean, I remember when Last Stand came out and they had, like, the promotional posters for all the characters, and there were, like, 30 goddamn posters. Yeah. It was and awesome. It not, was not, that. not awesome. I've made, no, I, I don't made, mean that was awesome. I, made I mean, like, this... having all the characters in there. Sure, I made, why not? I made this comparison when we watched Last Stand, and you guys looked at me and rolled your eyes then, and you'll probably do the same thing now, but <laughs> so I'm going to make it again because I am the only person in the world that apparently this comparison is relevant to. Um, one of my favorite, like, trashy B movies is the first Mortal Kombat movie, which I just think oh, is a, a great movie. I think Love it's a lot movie. of fun. It's a great film. It's, it's great. probably yeah. the best video game film of all time. Honestly, honest. honestly it might be. And it's really good. Um, but it is one of the things that they did right in that film is except the super mario brothers movie which is also great uh yes there there are two like a mortal kombat game like there there are something like 75 playable characters in mortal kombat and in that Mm -hmm. film there were like eight characters the trailer for mortal kombat 11 just came out a few days ago um so so like you've got in that original film you've just got eight or nine characters and every one of them gets a little room to breathe um every one of them has their own little story and, and it's it does what it needs to do. and some some things like scorpion and sub-zero are underused in that film but they're used effectively in the context of making an action film the sequel right. to that film mortal kombat annihilation is one of the worst films i've ever seen and it has this exact same problem where they said okay it's a mortal kombat movie uh 30 characters throw them in there and there are characters. super smash brothers yeah it's a, it's pretty much yeah um, yeah and it, 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 it i mean how many untenable. characters are in this one Two i'm just trying to let's see sorry so we've got apocalypse the four horsemen uh professor x moira magneto uh, alex uh magneto is in the horsemen oh yeah uh Hank, scott scott gene uh gene uh, Hank, uh, Hank, 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 nightcrawler Mike, quicksilver Crawler, jubilee, jubilee. The Blob, Silver, Mystique, Striker, Wolverine, Striker, Wolverine, Caliban. 
That's at least. We're I, at think I think I'm at 18 right now. Yeah, we're at 18. And and there's probably a couple others that are like definitely. Yeah, Quicksilver's mom. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say I loved the 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 Quicksilver slow mo sequence too. Oh yeah, it was no, great. once again, really, once again, the Quicksilver yeah. sequence is the highlight of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. I brought this up last time, but I distinctly remember when I think it was probably like Entertainment Weekly or one of those magazines like revealed Quicksilver yeah. uh, the first time, and it was the dumbest fucking image I've ever seen. And I will never stop being amazed that this is the good Quicksilver. Yep. I was about but to say, it is. We it absolutely is the good Quicksilver. Just- Quicksilver. <laughs> Evan Peters, I I can't look at him and not see a very young Christopher Lloyd. Like he gives me serious young Christopher Lloyd vibes every time I see him. I think it's the, well, I mean, it's the eyes it. and the cheekbones. I can see, I see it. it. Now, now, like, all right, well, clearly we need to oh, pitch a young uh, Doc Brown uh, movie now. Young Doc Brown. I, f- I forget or that he's young that Christopher Lloyd character from Taxi. Yeah, Reverend yeah. Ignatsky. Or, or young whatever. Judge Doom. Ooh. <laughs> Young Doom. <laughs> Roger Rabbit Origins. Oh, we skipped it. We've, we've skipped the part where uh, Apocalypse uh, sends all the missiles into space. <laughs> okay, so let's yeah, he pulls a, he pulls a uh, he, Superman he tra- Thank so you for Charles, saying that. Charles uses Cerebro to find Eric. And then he finds the mutants who are near Eric, we, which we, includes we should, let's, this hold on, guy, hold on, Apocalypse. Hold on, hold on. Ba- ba- so then Apocalypse back out, back gets into Charles's just... head, yeah. uses Cerebro to send all of the military missiles from everywhere I kind of love space. that. Yeah, okay. So I kind of love like, that. Instantly. He instantly does it. Yes. This movie takes a turn so quickly. And then the next thing that happens is Havoc blows up Cerebro, and then Quicksilver arrives and saves everyone but Havoc. There are two things. So... At- it, that sequence and then the, the chaos that ends the film. As I watched it, both of those, I just thought... And then Stryker arrives and kidnaps everyone. Yeah, but, or tricks them with his little mousetrap. Both of those things, when I saw um, all the nuclear missiles go away, and then things like the Sydney <laughs> Opera House being destroyed and the city of Cairo being destroyed. As I watched yes. that, I was just thinking to myself, like, okay, this is supposed to be 1983. Like, the world after this looks radically different. If, yes. if these things happen. And yet, I yes. would bet good money that when Dark Phoenix rolls around and shows us a film set in 1993, it looks a lot <laughs> like 1993. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I had the thought, I didn't realize he was sending them to space. I thought he was literally causing a nuclear apocalypse. I thought he was too. I, was like, I did not know that this is where this movie no, went. Holy that's shit. Where, that's what's so surprising about this apocalypse character, is he has the opportunity to set those off and like destroy people. But I guess that he's trying to... He's making a point. Well, yeah, he's making yeah. a point that uh, it would have been amazing, though, if if the thing that he used to destroy man was whatever humans had created. That would have mm. also been a point. I so I think you wanted to make the point that he was stronger. Like, yeah. Apocalypse mm. is he all about strength. Toys. And he... right. So th- there are two, uh, I mentioned earlier, two things that actually made me laugh out loud in the course of the film. Okay. Uh, one was, okay, so... That uh, tree... Th- uh, I guess three. I think that was my favorite tree. tree. It was pretty funny. So there, there are three things. One is Xavier's favorite tree <laughs> to destroyed. Really, just throw salt in the wound there, yeah. Charles. Two is uh, so Magneto's story is uh, it's a Magneto story. He undergoes great personal tragedy. Uh, his wife and kid, who we see for two scenes uh, and have never seen before, in the, in the same house that Logan seems to be sleeping in in X Men Origins Wolverine oh, before Christ, his wife dies. Actually, um, but uh, so his wife and kid get killed. 
Uh, he goes back to the factory where he's been disguised uh, as a factory worker, or been living as a factory worker, and he's decided oh, yeah, he's going to kill all the people there. I don't think they it's a disguise as a factory worker if he's actually a fair factory enough. worker. He's, do, he's doing the job. He's like a janitor, and then he puts on a worker costume. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, he's but actually he's doing his job. I work here now, yeah. everybody. I don't have magnet powers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. Can, can we trust this guy? Yeah, he says he doesn't have the world. I'm just going to work in this melting factory. And grew this whoa, beer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Anyway, so he he goes back and he's going to kill everyone. And there is like this dramatic build up to a scene where he is getting ready to kill everyone, and then Apocalypse and his flunkies come through a portal behind them, and he turns around and says, "Who the fuck are you? Don't stop me from killing these people." Which I thought was. Great. I did love that. And and, the, the, and then Apocalypse kills all those people yes. for him. Which I I thought it would have been better if he's like, yeah, go ahead, sure. and then we'll talk. Yeah. Like I, it seemed very dickish of Apocalypse to steal this moment. This yeah. what should have been a very cathartic moment mm-hmm. for uh for Magneto of destroying this uh this yeah. factory. Were you arguing for murder as a form of catharsis? Because I thought that they were deliberately. Uh, not forcing us to watch this heroic figure murder a bunch of humans Is that were ostensibly figure? civilians. I mean, I, I, I will tell you, I, I got a very strong sense of there. I got a very strong sense that that in the script there was a version where where Apocalypse went, "Why should I stop you?" Yeah, and then let him murder it. And then a studio exec notes. says, "No, yeah. wait, yeah, uh, it, we uh, want wait, people to like him. It's doesn't so, Magneto it's okay need if a, he kills the cops that And also. Countless tens of thousands of people as he destroys major cities throughout the world. Well, yeah, but that was Apocalypse is doing. <laughs> but so the- I, I will point. What, uh, Stephen? Why is your studio executive voice just Jay Jonah Jameson? It's he's the voice of authority. Um, the, 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 the third, <laughs> but the third unreasoning authority. Yes, the third laugh that I had was actually during the escape from Stryker's compound sequence, and it is mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. Wolverine is gone. They blow the door off of the uh, the container that's holding uh, some of the X-Men, and they're all running and escaping. And Nightcrawler joins the escape, and he bamfs in right in front of Cyclops <laughs> as he's running, and Cyclops <laughs> runs through him, turns around and shouts, Jesus! I, I will I say, that was I did amazing. love this Nightcrawler. That was yes. amazing! Uh, 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 really, that felt, that's what I mean by feeling like... The, this seemed like it was more of an indie film. Yeah. It was this sequence specifically where these teens are like breaking out their teen friends. Then the button doesn't work. And Nightcrawler's like, the door, the door, move away from the door. But why does that not work right? It's because his, Nightcrawler- his fingers are say, too of, big to hold down the button properly. But like of, this of, of movie needs the... to remove like 40 minutes to get down to a reasonable length. That's and so everything all... takes too long. <laughs> so long. Of all the teenager, of all the new Teenager Mutants, Nightcrawler is probably my favorite. I really like the guy playing. I mean, Nightcrawler is the best of these characters. I think we can all agree. Of like the four new teens, like not even in terms of like the performance here, just as characters, Nightcrawler is the best of those four characters, right? Nightcrawler. Um, I I I like him as a character. I don't particularly care for this portrayal. Yeah, I feel like when we saw him played by Alan Cumming in X Two, he he had like some real weight to him. And here he's he's yeah, a yeah. fucking comic relief. Are you? It's, it's yeah, a he's like an emo version of Storm. Alan he's got Cumming? nothing. I, I he's guess got it's un- nothing. It's, it's a little, unfair it's a little to compare to anyone to this kid to Alan Cumming. Yeah. kid who put on a Sergeant Pepper jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had questions about why he was dressed like when they went it's out. German. He's German. He's German. Pit fighting. They put a costume on him. Also, when they went out to the when they went out on their adventure, did it seem weird that they didn't have some sort of 
Like nothing came of that. It seemed like I like what? maybe they a, a maybe they cut out a scene at some point. I I had to imagine there had to be some hijinks planned at the mall. Otherwise, why go to the mall? Yeah, and, and yeah, you're probably right. Maybe it's because by that point in the film, I had stopped paying attention to a couple of things. But did they try to disguise Nightcrawler in any way? Did they like put no, a hoodie on? No, him? not even a little. It's not... the eighties. Yeah. Uh, also, when uh, they show up at Auschwitz, they look like an actual band. <laughs> yes, very uh, <laughs> much. I mean, there's also the fact that like this version seems to suggest that mutants have gotten a little bit more uh, accepted, yeah. like just because you know they have yeah, the whole got thing. A mutant of... history part in the class. Yeah, and Mystique yeah. saved the president and all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming I'm assuming it's still not good to be a mutant, but like you could probably be out and about in public with you know maybe some where some, you are, some assholes are probably sh- going to sh- yell at you, but you're probably not going to be hunted in the streets by the cops. That's probably fair. right. Like you, you won't be shot on sight. Someone might be rude to you, but no one's gonna like run up and punch Nightcrawler. Yeah, uh, there. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was also going to say that Jubilee uh, espouses a very ahistorical opinion about Star Wars, uh, claiming that Empire Strikes Back, uh, everyone agrees, is the best movie. Nobody thought that was a very rare opinion at the time. It was only that's relatively true. recently yeah. that Empire that, yes, Strikes Back has been seen as at the and time. And that's going to happen in The Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like at the time, everybody would have agreed. Yes, they absolutely agree about it. At the time, everyone would have agreed that Return of the Jedi was a big improvement on uh empire strikes back dude are you arguing that one day we'll look back at the last jedi and say that that's the best film in the series no that it will be the empire strikes back of its day but it depends on uh it i mean it depends on how good the next one is but i think this was a significant improvement over the previous one but look at this look at these people oh Oh, this is a band i'm sorry i'm sorry I, I, i got confused for a second i thought you were talking about the force awakens I'm sorry. No, I th- no. I th- Force I th- Awakens I... is the one that I thought was hot garbage. Yeah, Force Awakens is hot garbage. On the prequel, I like the Force Awakens. I... Although now I really I want to see George Lucas's version of Seven, Eight, and Nine, yeah. the yeah. Diary of the Wills or whatever. I just want them. To... I... Why not? Just uh... make it. Disney, just let him make it. No, I wouldn't. Now that, now that his wife is Who an cares? editor, his ex-wife is an editor. Are we... What? To, to be fair, um, the ones he did make uh, that sucked did make a lot of money. Um, no, so the you know what this isn't a Star Wars podcast. We, we've we've gone not over... yet. It's not. No. Um, okay, so God, they look so dumb. I hate them. So we are uh, podcasting is not a visual medium. Uh, we're just looking at pictures <laughs> of uh, of a lot of the the costumes and characters particularly and when the four horsemen of the apocalypse and apocalypse arrive at Auschwitz. To do oh, the mind thing where Eric feels better about when he was powerless as a child. There is one shot, which I'm trying to find uh, a good version of, that uh, where they look like oh, no. an Magneto 80s and band. Apocalypse Auschwitz scene. Ooh. And I thought, I thought that like they actually chose a good time period because it was the only time when people were wearing weird leather outfits with mohawk haircuts in public. Okay, but and dude, a dude there's... with blue face makeup in a weird like I'm... industrial outfit but dude uh, it, it, it they're, they're, that may be true in the context of the characters going to the mall i still think this would have raised eyebrows if they showed up at auschwitz dressed like that. well auschwitz also is they destroyed auschwitz auschwitz was destroyed 
There were a lot of people there. It's a major tourist destination. What well, the fuck are you doing? He does not shy away from destroying entire cities. This How many true. shots of guys looking out of a big picture window <laughs> while the city around them is destroyed have to be in this film before we know that people are dying everywhere apart But But earlier you claimed he was the, a heroic character. Oh, I'm Mag saying Magneto. he might be the hero because he fires all the missiles into space. I don't actually think he is the hero, but I think maybe the movie presents oh, him as the main Magneto. character of this film. Oh, okay. he, oh he I is... thought you were talking about Magneto being heroic. I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. He no, is the no. only character no. in the film who has a recognizable arc from beginning to end. I will and give I think that's credit. true across all of these movies. Like, he is consistently... I, wait, who, are we talking arc. about Magneto? I was, talk, or, I was talking uh, about Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah, oh, I think Magneto also has an arc. Magneto and I feel like, also have I feel like he's, oh, yeah, he's yeah. the one who, who consistently has an arc. That's because he yeah, has I mean, the benefit of being consistently played by the best actor in the films. The, uh, That's true. The, the, re, the retconning that happens in Days of Future Past seems to be mostly about redeeming Magneto. True. And that, pays, that continues in this film. True. Yeah, yeah. No, I... Until a uh, giant firebird lady uh, appears having had no characterization before, except then walking very, very confidently in a leather suit, and then Firebird happens. Yeah. Yes. Daenerys Targaryen. That is not Daenerys yeah. Targaryen. <laughs> no, Sansa Stark. I, no. And, and, no, when she, and when she does that very confident walking, she's walking, she's walking in, in air, I really wanted her to have, like, a wild moment where, like, she looks kind of real as she walks in air and falls. <laughs> I would have loved that. She doesn't have all of her powers yet. Yeah. Dude, if she just held up a sign that went, oh crap, and dropped, that would be great. Is Jean Grey the only X-Men who does not get an X-Men name? No. She's other had, than her normal name? She used she's to had several X-Men She used names. to be Marvel Girl. And Phoenix. Yeah. And Phoenix. Uh, I think there's a couple of, I mean, I mean, t- t- I, technically Professor X is just using his initial. Uh, I feel like there's a couple other... Uh, x-men here and there who just go by their names but yeah most certainly gene gray is unusual wait i mean they they kind of don't use their names as much like no 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 one says cyclops in this do they wait is jubilee her name jubilation no jubilation i i I think i'm gonna gonna argue that's her name Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that she was not going by jubilation until she got her powers. I'm gonna guess she was jubilee before then. Yeah. It was a nickname, but she, still she was going by it. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think that her parents uh, like stumbled upon that when she was six. I feel like that, that was one that they, they had, had in the can when they started. Um, yes. Okay. So, what else do we have to say about this movie? Uh, I, I think we've said a number of things. Like, it's too long. It has no center. It has some interesting performances. Um, yeah. Uh, this I is would... a weird amount of time that they spend on this Quicksilver. I don't know my dad. I'm trying to catch up with my dad. Hey, there's my dad. Hey, guy in the sky who's throwing storms of metal at a guy 10 feet away uh, from me. Wouldn't it be nice if you knew that you are my dad? And that you weren't alone metal. after losing like, your family. Yeah. Face. You it's, could direct it's, a little bit away from me. Yeah. It's especially weird to me because like in the first movie and I think like the first half of this movie, they play it for laughs. Until yeah. until it's like right be- until that moment, like right before uh, they have the confrontation, where like he confesses to uh, mm-hmm. uh, to Mystique in the weird green tube. It was yeah. like he's my dad, and I feel bad about it. And I'm going to be a serious <laughs> character for the next twenty minutes, 
I'm but like, like I could you're not the serious character. You're the comic character. What we have seen on screen, just so we can see him deliver that with emotion, and yeah. yet there's no payoff for that later. Really isn't. Yeah. He doesn't even get I mean, to make I, out I, with I, Mystique or anything. Like they were weird, building like, a come on thing. Yeah, back. Yeah, I don't know. Um, there's knows? a lot of extra stuff in this where it feels yeah. like oh, uh, was, well, we got the coverage. Let's put it in for time. It's well, time. I mean, again, remember, we, given. Given what we know, what we may have reason to suspect about the shooting, the, the shooting of this movie, it's not impossible that, like, part of it was that just literally they got the coverage that they could get and yeah. had to do what they had to do. Yeah. Because, like, we, we we don't know, and, and we may yeah. never know exactly how how much Brian Singer has been walking off of his films. But like, we know that he has. That doesn't mean and, you have to fill time with mm-hmm. excess plot, like... It means another way for them to get Wolverine out of the bottom of the Potomac River into the movie. They didn't need to have this whole extra striker, let's lure the children into a mousetrap plot and then trap them in this place where they talk to each other about things that happened earlier in this film. Yeah, This movie very much has the beats of like, uh, you know, we we need an action sequence here and then we move on to the next action sequence. And I think this part of the reason I kind of found it fun is that like, I'm like... Oh, there's a lot of fun yeah. yeah, it's like it's like okay, this is like kind of reassuring. I know how this works, um, but like it does feel very like. Yeah, I mean, like the, you the know, timing Apocalypse doesn't even worst. line up though. Like there, there were several times in the film where they would be like intercutting between two scenes, and yeah. hours yeah. would pass in yeah. one scene, and yeah. it would be like oh, one yeah. line of dialogue in the other scene, and it was not a clever yeah. technique. It was completely no. losing track. Well, of they time. take would... that fucking SR seventy one jet around the Earth in like an hour, don't yeah. they? They fly to Egypt, like. In, I mean, in yeah. in the time that they, it takes they, for they got Xavier all the way there and, and didn't have Apocalypse time to explain to what their plan was to each other. Yeah, yeah. Speaking also, of, why did they leave so many of the students at home when there's like ten empty seats in that jet? What did they think that going up against Apocalypse, seven people was enough? I mean, I assume they. I assume they thought no one else was. You know, everyone else's children. Those three have proven themselves. Yeah, because you know. Well, spare the women and children now, because if Apocalypse loses, then they're just going to be fine. Everyone uh, needs to fight. It's true. Yeah, well, uh, I will say, uh, speaking of Egypt, like the weird dramatic cliff that the uh, Apocalypse and the Horsemen uh, have their words of confrontation. Uh, did anyone else think it looks like the final battle from Final Fantasy VI? Because that's all I could think of. I'm not familiar with his work. <laughs> It's just like weird and dramatic. What, what, I'm sorry, and you, you got... yeah, 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 I'm only on, on Fantasy Two. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Against no, Kefka. Yeah, Wait, yeah, you yeah. mean Final Fantasy Three, right? Yeah, yeah Final Fantasy Three. <laughs> Thank you, whoever made that noise. That was me. Let me see. I'm on Final Fantasy Five right now, and I'm in the uh, I'm in the grinding room where I'm just like. Casting level five death on uh, statues for like three hours to get a bunch of AVP. Um, oh god! Yeah, don't th- this year. Uh, I'll, I'll get through five. I've got six ready to go. I'm finishing two this year. I'm finishing two. Six. You're braver. Six. Than I, I feel is the best. I beat. Oh, it's oh, fun. I've already beaten one. Four. I've already beaten one and four this year. I tried two and I couldn't get into oh, no. it. Oh no! This is a three. I thought this uh, was an image. 
three I haven't figured out how I'm gonna play yet. Like I know it's on the three Let's D- see. it's on the DS, but I kinda wanna play the NES version, but I need it localized in English and all Did anyone else feel like when Angel turned into Archangel that he was going through some kind of like Led Zeppelin album cover transformation? Oh yeah. I got but a also, very distinct Icarus Led Zeppelin vibe. And I was disappointed that they didn't give Angel some kind of Icarus like story to go with it. Mm. But also, Angel, like, it, like on a fundamental level, like, it didn't, it, like, watching it, like, because, like, one of the main powers we see from Apocalypse is this interesting kind of, like, matter disintegration, matter reintegration power. Mm-hmm. But that's not in any way what he is doing in no. this scene. He's just weirdly, like, ripping yeah, metal wings out of this guy. Upgrades mutants. He like, yeah, and I like that. Yeah, I, I guess I... It just, it I mean, the dude has acquired power. He's like Siler from Heroes, you know? Yeah, he yeah. just takes other people's powers cumulatively over time. Yeah. And he has he apparently has some kind of teleportation. He has body transference. He has mutant upgrading. He has wait, ability he to control have the teleportation Sand? or is that Psylocke? Say again? Can Psylocke do that? Wait, oh, who has, no, I, thought, I thought it was Psylocke who had the teleportation. I thought so it they was only Sam. No, it was they okay. They only start te- he only uh, starts teleporting, or we start seeing him teleport. Also, those mutants uh, in ancient Egypt, let's see. One of them had body disintegration, or like flesh yeah. disintegration thing. One of them, one of them had controls on lava, which was pretty cool, like fire snakes. Yeah. Uh, but then I'm not really clear what was happening in the rest of that early Egypt scene. No, uh, the, the woman has like a light cocoon career. or like a light shield that she could put. Yeah. Okay, light Maybe. shield. Something like One that. One thing I also noticed, I'm like, pretty sure of... that was the same female mummy character from the Brandon Fraser yeah, mummy Yeah, um, Yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, March yeah. Yeah. dies. Um, yeah. So there, uh, that that it reminds me. So um, the other thing that I laughed at for not good reasons is the actual circumstance of Apocalypse's resurrection early in the film. Because apparently what had to happen, though that like several miles that he fell earlier was really yeah. about like 20 feet. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, that Taggart has to go down. Yep. And also the secret entrance to the evil temple was hidden under a rug. And all that was well, needed for him yeah. to be revived was for the rug to be moved enough for sunlight to shine on his temple. Oh, Something that apparently the, his cultists had never tried. The chanting activated the gold temple part. No, I thought it was the uh, it was the sunlight hitting. It was the sunlight. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. The sunlight. Yeah, through the rug. All right. It was a blackout ah. rug before, but then they gotcha. moved. So no sunlight <laughs> penetrated. Well, it's a good thing that that CIA agent moved that rug then. I know. Egg was really yes. on her face. She had, she, had, she hasn't today. aged today. Egg. <laughs> She's also surprisingly unpissed off at him when he, when Charles, when she, when he restores her memories. I don't know. We see her shed a single tear. Is that the last shot of her in this film? Do we ever get any more, any more time with her? We have no idea what she that does not do a lot was. in this movie. Yeah. What also, is Caliban's power? He's got big he eyes. He can detect other mutants. Big eyes. He okay. He can detect uh, yeah, he can detect right. mutants. Yeah. Like that. That was one of the things. Like when, like obviously, like he has a. He comes about at the end and like gives her the memories back. But like when she's when he's like explaining it to Havoc, like there's he has this weird sort of like yeah, I stole her memories kind of thing. He's weirdly proud of himself for having done it. Can you believe I uh, why did they bother? I did enjoy things. James McAvoy being flustered and still kind of obsessed, like still kind of like into her. Like yeah. I, I I actually did oh, some enjoy clearly. some of his bits. There's a lot of, as as Hillary put it, there's a lot of Twilight-like longing in this. When, I mean, realistically, all of these 
pubescent students at this school away from everyone would be banging all changes. the time. Lots oh, yeah. They would just, it would be nothing but banging. Shaking the oh, walls. Yeah. yeah, you know, e- even if, you know, you're like the unfortunate one who's like turning into a bird. Like yeah. there's enough, there's enough super horny teenagers there. One of them's going to bang the bird. He, he's actually well known in the Grant Morrison run for having lots of children. Yes. Also, uh, he has hollow bones. He's one of my. Yeah. He's one of my favorite X Men. What is this name? That Beak. awful bird man. Beak. Beak. He's so Beak. terrible. Uh, he's not a... the first time Beak has come up on this. No, 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 I think I think terrible. he comes up every. I think he comes up. Do you every think X-Men that Flock of Seagulls got any money for this foreign language cover of Iran? <laughs> I love that Quicksilver had a Rush poster on his wall, and I love Rush written on his leg. Cast. And Cyclops. Had a uh, for your eyes only poster on his wall. Yeah, I missed that detail. Good job. Oh, uh, 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 super pizza dog. He lives in the mansion. He's got to have some kind of super dog powers, right? And he pizza loves dog? pizza. Yeah, the pizza dog, dog was pizza. taken out by Thanos. Pa- pizza, pizza dog was taken out by Thanos' snop. That's why oh. Hawkeye's so pissed off. I have an Avengers Endgame. Prediction. Oh no, not his terrible hair! I predict hair. that Hugh Jackman is going to appear as Wolverine in Endgame. I predict that the uh, post-credit sequence in Endgame will be a reprisal of the post-credit scene from Deadpool, where Deadpool walks out and tells the audience that the movie is over and they should leave. I predict I, I, I that think if they get the their heads on straight, Miss Marvel... The Miss Marvel origin film will be a Bollywood movie, and it will be amazing. <laughs> Even though she's that... Pakistani, it would be say, amazing. Because Pakistani? as they expand into other genres, Marvel, the MCU will eventually have a Bollywood film, and it stands to be very good. <laughs> Nothing screams Bollywood right. like Pakistan. Um, I'm just saying, no that I don't know of any that, other that, that, that's remotely appropriate films. There's, uh, there's Indian film. Spider-Man. Yeah, it's true. So There's Italian Spider-Man. Um, There's there, Spider-Man Two. Too many Spider-Mans. Uh, that yeah. was that was into the Spider-Verse, um, which is really good. I, I haven't seen, seen it. I need to see. I was referencing. You need to see it. It's really good. You know that Netflix. Show. Like I know we're going to cover it about eventually. The but woman. Into the Spider-Verse is really good. So Hillary, yeah, what's it no, called? I think it might be my favorite Spider-Man. Movie. So what's was, that? Was that? I think you're right. Was that Unbreakable a, Kimmy Schmidt? That's it. Was that a double click on uh, the idea of Deadpool appearing in Adventures Endgame? I think he's I the think perfect. He absolutely should. He's the yeah, perfect post-credit should. sequence, and yeah. the acquisition's Again, closed. I... How hard can it be to get Ryan Reynolds in spandex in a hallway for a day? So I talked to well, a that's the thing. You don't even need Ryan Reynolds. An employee at a books a million a long time like ago who said that in one of the X-Men films they should have Deadpool appear and about to. He's about to use the word the once allowed fuck for the PG-13 rating, but then Wolverine appears and cuts him off and uh... uses it instead. I, I do think Deadpool will be how they do the the X Men bridge because I just don't think there's enough time to get anybody else to do the also, shoot. Also, I don't think that they're. Oh, gonna I bet retain, they've already done it. They're, they're not going yeah. to retain any like the actors that were in this film and who will be in Dark Phoenix. That will be the last time they play these characters. Like it's going to be a hard reset on X Men coming into the MCU, except for Deadpool. Yeah, yeah Deadpool. anyone involved in Deadpool is still around. Yeah, Colossus, uh, he's great. I, I think, I think I think I think Miller. I definitely definitely Miller. Get rid of him. I watched uh, Big Hero Six on an airplane a couple a uh, week ago, and he was in it. I'm like, mm, I I could do without this. Should we have done Big Hero Six? We. Uh... Is it a Marvel? Yes, it is. Can it we is. still? Have we already passed? Have we missed it? We have passed it, haven't we? We might have. Yeah. We, we do. We need to redo it. Ooh. 
Well, we can I do it, like but we can we can rectify that next property. time. Stan, yeah, we can. Damn, we can do Being Hero Six next time. Is he? Yeah. How did I right. miss this one? I don't know. Well, I guess uh, we didn't think it was a Marvel movie, but I think it is. It is a Marvel movie. Is it really? I didn't realize that. Anyway, is it based um, on a manga or something? It's based yeah. on a Marvel comic. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, yeah. That's why well, Stan Lee's I mean, in. I mean, I think up until now we haven't been doing animated movies, but like only like this one and Spider Verse are like the first like theatrical. The theatrical animated. That's our rule: theatrical release. Yeah. So yeah, how how far off are we on Big Hero Six? Like, when should it have been? Big Hero Six should have been in twenty fourteen. So oh, was it really that long ago? Yeah. So like ten movies ago. Yeah, kind of. I didn't I realize like it was that old movie. Guys. Egg on, egg on I, think, my face. I think we borked up and we need to fix this. Yeah. Uh, right. So I watched it recently. Have as everyone what? else, let's do with the episode now. What, why does why do Hank and Cyclops have to jump down when Cyclops's power is to shoot beams at what he's looking Cause at? Because Hank said jump. Hank thinks only in a jump centric paradigm. Why, when all you have is big furry look, legs, all you think of is jump. Also, also that jump is like really underwhelming like it's a one-story yeah. jump you I expect make... like a wolverine fastball special kind of thing with yeah exactly you expect to, like the the iron man landing like you punch yeah. the ground and there's like a shockwave it's a one-story <laughs> jump i could make that jump i'd probably break my ankles this but like i could survive that jump drags yeah. worse than any part of this film any... so long any... it's so long yes oh my god I, it, it, it was long. It started early enough in the runtime that I anticipated it to last about twenty minutes, and then for there to be a quick break, and then for them to have the real final battle somewhere yeah. else, like the asteroid. Was, but it just kept going. That it was actually like I, had, I had misremembered and thought that I, I thought I remembered that there were scenes in London in the uh, trailers for this. So the entire time they were setting up for this, I had the exact same thought of like. He's gonna like fuck up Egypt, and then they're like regroup and fight in London. Uh, I don't know why. I, I don't know why I pictured London. You were confusing uh, it with the it. Tom Cruise mummy film. That must have been it. That's the only explanation. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's like I don't know when exactly the build up to the to like the final fight in Egypt begins, but I'm gonna guess it's like. 40 minutes or so before the end of the movie? Yeah. Something like that? Right. I think that's about right. Yeah. It's 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 an interminably long sequence. Like, yeah, it takes... Like, they're in the Kefka conversation a long time, mm-hmm. and then, like, the just the actual fight between the X-Men and the, uh, po- uh, you know, the Horsemen of the Apocalypse and, like, getting into the pyramid to... Uh, to rescue Charles Xavier, all of this is just, oh my god. This is a challenge of making a a modern action film um, of this this variety. (laughs) You mean the apocalyptic character rises from ancient Egypt to build a pyramid out of uh, contemporary Cairo? Exactly. Including statues of all of his horsemen of the apocalypse? It's such a trope. That genre of film? No, it's it's specifically, um, like, okay, so we spend 40 minutes on this action spectacle at the end of the film, and none Whoa. of it is impressive. Like, it, not, a, not a moment of it. Contemporary Hollywood, that's, let's be That's honest. the thing. Like, yeah. when, when was the last... Okay, so in Avengers Infinity War, I would say the final battle sequence is well done. It's not impressive. Yeah. There are fun things in it, but it's not... When yeah. was, what was the last film you saw that did something at scale that you thought was impressive? I define right? at scale. Because uh, was, my answer to that question is actually John Wick. Is, but the is problem Doctor is John Wick is not at scale. Doctor Strange yeah. is coming up. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think I we 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 just may have thrown our schedule into the air. Yeah, so, so, yeah. so, yeah. so we'll we'll come back to it at the end of the episode. I would not. I, I, I you know our mileage may vary. I would not. I would certainly not include. Um, I have very mixed feelings about um, John Wick. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess I, it's it's always fun to see Christopher Nolan do things like there's parts of Inception and parts of Dunkirk that are interesting to watch but they're not like large-scale action scenes i guess dr strange does have a very interesting dr strange does something very interesting at the end with with time moving backwards as they move in it and i think that's actually very interesting and cool and impressive yeah but like as an action yeah side side i guess i would say dunkirk but it was for one moment specifically at the end have you guys seen dunkirk no, uh, I, I have seen not it actually. Okay, well, I, I'm, I okay. think it's the only Nolan film I have not seen. It's it's no, maybe his best one in several years. Like it's very tight. It's I, like I, an, I very much want to see it. I just like, haven't gotten to see it. it see it on his biggest screen as you can. It's like an hour and forty five minutes. Um, is but, it really? Yeah, so it's, it's significantly short. shorter than that. Oh, is thank God. God. Thank Christ! I'm getting sick of these two and a half hour movies. If you had said two hours forty five minutes, I would have gone. Yeah, that sounds about right. No, it's 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 like an hour and forty five minutes. It's incredibly tight as a film. How's Harry Styles? Is he dreamy? He's really good, actually. Um, but you did not answer my question. Is he dreamy? He's extremely dreamy. There is a. I won't spoil the the sequence of the outcome, but there is a scene where Tom Hardy is trying lives up to the concept of dreamy. Can you give me an example of someone else? you would define as dreamy uh, oh interesting uh who else would i define as dreamy david boreanaz there's a no. scene <laughs> no uh, that was a hard no on david boreanaz that was, that was beefy do you mean angel yeah. boreanaz or bones boreanaz <laughs> chris emsworth um there is a scene at, hey. there is a scene no, i feel like okay. i feel like there's more of a femme what about liam hemsworth no, wait, what's the other larry hemsworth what about larry luke, hemsworth luke. It's Luke. There is no, Larry Hemsworth. I know who I'm talking about. Yeah, no, Larry first, Hemsworth. Yeah, no, certainly like a New Hope era Luke is definitely dreamy. There is a scene at the end of Dunkirk, without spoiling anything, where Tom Hardy, who plays a pilot, is trying to land a plane. And it is, there is nothing high tech about it, and there's not a whole lot really happening. But because of the way that the film has been built up, the idea of him landing the plane, like, if he does not land the plane, you would walk out of the theater furious. Um, and it was, very, it was very impressive how they built to that. But the point is, we get this large-scale destruction at the end of this film, and none of it is remotely impressive or interesting, which is no. amazing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like there's that true. like moment where like uh, I mean, Magneto tosses the the girders and it makes an S, and I'm like, yes, obviously, yes. It does not make it. It doesn't make an S. It makes an X. I said X. I, I, said I X. I'm pretty sure you I, said I, S. I, I, <laughs> S. Uh, S for Magneto. My roommate, joking, my roommate and I were joking about this because I was going to say, "Oh, Magneto, why did you be such a drama queen in that moment?" And she just pointed out. As opposed to every other moment where he literally flies around with a half cape that's on, and I'm like, subtle. "What? That's, that's a fa- that's a valid yeah. point." Magneto is a very dramatic human being. We never. If saw he had actually made an M instead, if he had thrown four girders and it was an M, I would like it even better. That would be even, that would be a better moment yeah. than the X. Magneto is super dramatic, and I so him making that X. I'm like, that actually is kind of in character for him. He's yeah. a very dramatic person. But yeah, nothing about that is dramatic. That jump. I feel like that jump off the one story building is like so emblematic of just how. Like it, it thinks it's impressive, but it's not. I uh, I feel like this movie falls into the episode one Star Wars prequels category, where because there are so many special effects, none of them appear special, yeah. and it, it 
it's it's not uncanny valley it's just like I, was, I, I liked it when these movies were about, hey, look at this cool mutant power. Yeah. Not like, actually, hey, look how much of the Earth this one mutant can Well, destroy. I actually think that's one of the reasons I liked Nightcrawler so much, is that Nightcrawler's mutant power was used in cool and interesting ways. And, and yeah. same with um, uh, Quicksilver. Like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, Cyclops, for better or for worse, I mean, like, there are, not, let's take that back, there are ways to make any, any superpower kind of interesting and fun. And like I, I Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler always feels intrinsically interesting. You don't have to yes. work very hard yeah. to do interesting things and with Nightcrawler's powers. You, yeah, they, they, but you, do, but you do have to work hard to make Captain America's powers interesting. And you can do it. Like you can totally do it, especially with the Ricochet Shield. You can do some interesting, yeah. fun stuff with Captain America. But it's a I little mean, harder. I, yeah. And by the same token, I think Cyclops, Cyclops literally has eye beams, and eye beams are cool, and you can do interesting things with yeah, the eye beams. They're visually it's, interesting. Yeah, it's just nice what you did there. It's just more work. It's yeah. a little bit more work to do visual to make his eye beams interesting than than teleportation, which is always interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, you brought up Quicksilver earlier, and uh, I mean, we were talking about like a lot of these characters are here just sort of by rote. Like because they, this is a, a this is an X Men movie. We need to reintroduce Cyclops. There needs to be Jean Grey, and yet and Rogue think- does not exist. Yeah, no, rogue, no. rogue does not exist for some reason. But like, I think, I think the the beauty of Quicksilver is there's nothing necessary about him that he is included because they figured out, oh, we can do some really cool things with him. Whereas yeah. there's there's absolutely no thought process involved in like we need Psylocke. to include Cyclops because there's we need to include Cyclops because oh, we have a really cool idea for how to use him. He's just there. I also had a question about the special effects. So Derek and I were watching it like on it was like off his laptop through a uh, like HDMI into the thing in his uh, mm-hmm. in his uh, the TV but- in his room and the uh, the special effects looked fucking terrible and I was curious if this was just an artifact of the way that we were watching or does the CGI so, in this yes. movie look terrible? No, so Although I'm, that I'm scene with it. all the shipping containers looked god awful. Yeah, that was really so. I do, I, want, I, I do want to talk about this for a minute though, um, because number one, I don't think the special effects looked great in this film, and this is a consistent theme in other X Men films. That we, some do, but yeah. like if I, I will never forget. Do you know uh, what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? Well, that lightning strike looked great. I will never forget the same thing that happens to anything else. I will never forget uh, Wolverine's fake CGI claws in X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, Those were real claws. <laughs> the um, no, the special effects aren't great, but more generally speaking, um. This film, so the visual style of an X-Men film was defined by the dark first Dark and blue. Dark and blue. It's exactly right. Defined by the first one, which came out in 2000. And w- yes. that was... Until Days of Future Past, which was bright and yellow. Yeah, it, it was very stylish for the time. But no, we, I'm sorry. Uh, first class. First class yeah. was bright and yellow. Yeah, and then we quickly went back to dark and blue. And we are yes, still in a, red. Yeah, we are still in a dark and blue world. The visual yes. style looks incredibly dated. At this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, yes. it feels like they are still making these films in the year 2000. Yeah. And, well, I mean... God. In the year 2000! I mean, another... Singer, Singer took over in the second... Uh, at, at Days of Future Past, and I do, I do kind of wonder if maybe his horribleness aside, we're starting to realize he's kind of a one-trick pony? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Was was the usual suspects dark and blue? I mean, I think that the singer ones are generally the better of these films. Oh, I mean, yeah, they're better. One, two, Days, Days of Future, Future Past, Past. X three, and and I mean, First Class is fine. 
it's, it's fine back for back like a reboot after X3. I think like first, first class. class is better than Days of Future Past. I like first class. Oh, I think Days of Future Past is by far is better than any of the ones film. that had come before. Tighter film. I, anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, another thing I noticed in terms of special effects, it seemed to me there was a lot of moments where like it should have been a special effect shot, but like they like weirdly cut around it in like weird, awkward ways. <laughs> like I was talking earlier, like we don't see the teleportation effect until like Psylocke and the rest of them go to Angel. So I didn't know that that was a power that he had. Or when they do the Angel thing, like instead of like showing him fling the quills out of his thing, we just sort of he we have like a close shot of him flexing, and then we cut to the quills are there in the wall. Flex I feel like there were several. I feel like there were several moments really do. there where it was like, <laughs> just fucking have the CGI if you're the going movie, to do the effects. The movie that I watched before this movie, mm-hmm. uh, like in the previous few days, was Idle Hands, which mm. climaxes with uh, Jessica Alba is like tied to the top of a car for satanic sacrifice reasons that Hand is trying to take her yeah, to hell. You, you don't have yeah. to explain it. Yeah, yeah we've yeah, all seen Idle Hands. And then Seth yeah, Green we, is like, We've all like, read Hawthorne. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> exactly. So that's like, you know, she almost gets crushed against the ceiling, whatever. But then uh, that's like the end of it. And Seth Green is like, oh, I was expecting this whole, like, you know, portal to hell and blah, blah, blah. But oh, that, that was just it. All right. So he just describes a scene that did not happen, which it turns out was there was there was supposed to be this like really major expensive scene with like a swimming pool and a portal to hell but they didn't have the budget for it so it was cut and then they just have Seth Green like describe it and it's way more entertaining than some stupid big special effects scene would have been yeah yeah but but this that is but this happened is... in this film no nope. but yeah but this is happens. a movie that's full of big stupid special effects yes, scenes so no it's Seth weird Green. It's very weird when you have the weird moments where it's like, we're not going to bother doing the, the dumb special effects that we're doing in every other shot. Yeah. Instead, yeah. we'll just drag this out for 40 interminable minutes. God damn it, it's so long. We actually have the opportunity to... Um, Wrap because, this up before the length of the film? Yeah, because I mean, the film is so fucking long. Like I don't have anything to else about. to say about <laughs> this movie. The first like hour of this did not even mention the X-Men. No. They're, okay, so what what happens? At, okay, um, so spoiler alert: they beat Apocalypse. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, this uh, makes the world feel better about mutants because, despite the fact that it was Magneto who caused all this destruction, uh, <laughs> Magneto also helped stop Apocalypse. And there is an explicit news bulletin that calls out: you know that Magneto guy that uh, attacked the White House ten years ago? He helped stop this thing. Um, so apparently he's in... in... Had, they, they, they don't consider the fact that he half-destroyed every city on nope. Earth? They're not... They're like... Because he... God damn Does it. Does anyone know? That no one... It's possible. Does anybody no know that the man with magnet powers used magnet powers to destroy half the Earth? No, I don't think anyone figured that out. Yep. So we end up... Uh... How many... So is there... Is... Are there any X-Men films that do not have a bunch of military people sitting around in a room that has a giant screen. Not really. I feel no. like all of them do at there, some point. There is one more thing that we, we should talk about that we haven't talked about at all, and that that actually is uh, Mystique in this film. Um, and yeah, there's giant firebird. The, the, that's for the next film. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything we need to say about the giant firebird. It just is. So okay. for uh, Mystique, two things that were uh, interesting in this film. One, it's very obvious that there was a clause in Jennifer Lawrence's contract about how many days she had to spend in a makeup chair. And the script was written yes. around that. Um, 
<laughs> yep. Yep. Number two, I actually did find it interesting how the film built on what had happened in Days of Future Past to turn her into uh, an, an underground heroic figure. To mutants and inspiration. Yes. I, thought that mm, was I, I don't think they... I don't think they did enough with it, no. but like I liked it as a which which leads as me an idea. which leads me to the point of again like there's no central character in this film. She could have she could have been, she been she it. made it very simple. Mm, yeah, she she may be the character who most could have been it. Because she yeah no that would make a lot a very of obvious arc and get off the bench and you know stand for something outside of your weird underground she's, fight. Like she's, you need yeah. to actually Why? she has the benefit yeah, of being played by an alien shot and there's no. that. And there's and that moment like when uh, and when... Raven all blue at the same time because I feel like there's a blue theme running through these mutants. Yeah, yeah we just like, talked that about was that dark and like blue. All of the any mutant and who is not this looks entire human blue is blue for some reason. I know blue. There, makes there's even a there's super... even a point where uh, Nightcrawler steps forward and says, "I am blue," and you could have then played mm. Dabu 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 yeah. behind that. I know that that famous song from the '80s. Although I, think I know the blue makeup French? used to be super toxic. That's actually why Alan Cumming was only Nightcrawler once. Was yeah, the that was girl so from that James Bond movie died from that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the if you've ever watched Blue. Forrest Gump, by the way, that's that why Zon disappears in, in, in season three. Um, I don't, I don't think it's as toxic as it used to be. I, I think they figured out a way to do it without like making killing people, which took them emba- a little embarrassingly long to figure out. But that's either here mm. or there. Um, but I, I, I do for some people. You, you got to uh, do it in true. raspberries, blue, because dude, because the raspberries photograph is blue. Oh yeah, I, I will point uh, out like when way, you want to make I, a horse, you just tape a bunch of cats together. That's exactly right. Um, I will point out that I think um, what's his name, uh, Nicholas Holt, seems to have the same language in his contract about minimum amount of times he appears blue because he's not yes. blue for most of this movie. Yeah. No, what no, about uh, Paul Giamatti in Big Fat Liar? <laughs> Well, Paul Giamatti is blue in real life. Yeah. You know that, right? Yeah, they just wiped him down for that film. Yeah, wow. like anytime you see a Paul Giamatti movie, they put um, peach, like paint, you know, oh, uh, okay. pink peach oh, uh, coloring on it to make him pure. Pour a bunch of wine on him. Yeah, fun Paul Giamatti. Yeah, he's fact. actually blue. When he made mm-hmm. the John Adams miniseries, he pushed to portray Adams as blue. But there were concerns yeah. about historical accuracy. It hadn't Ad- worked. Adams was actually Water. bright green, Water. and so they compromised <laughs> with flesh tone. <laughs> well, the camera no, no. always adds some colors. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how to spectrum. Adams, works. the most reptilian of the founding fathers. <laughs> oh, excuse me. That's Obama, flat Earth, flat Earth Obama, <laughs> flat Those Earth Obama, the founding father. <laughs> I haven't thought about Big I've Fat seen Liar that in a long Bible time. miniseries from the History uh, Channel. I don't know. <laughs> I have not actually seen that. Anyway, uh, so Jean Grey was kind of the climactic hero, but not not earned. Yeah, no. there wasn't any discussion of that. Who was was that angel that was under the rubble at the end? That Apocalypse was like useless. Yeah, yeah, angel yeah. totally died. That was harsh. Progress. Yeah. That was real harsh. Psylocke, Psylocke ran away to be in a sequel that she won't be in. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. God, she's so boring. But she's very, very pretty. She's a very pretty woman. Sure, yes. Yeah. A shining light in this dark field of ugly people in this film. <laughs> yeah, they're all so hideous. God, if I ever have to look at Michael Fassbender again, yeah. 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 I would love that. He is very pretty. He is yes, a very good-looking man. He's dreamy. <laughs> they, they, is he? they are all super attractive. If I have he's to see... A, dude, he is a snack. 
I, I, if I have to look I at guess, Jennifer Lawrence again, I, I would be Alien okay with Covenant that. I watched Covenant recently, and good Michael Fassbender and bad Michael Fassbender have a battle, and it doesn't turn out how I wanted it to. <laughs> and so now... Well, that's what archive of our own is about for. Michael Fassbender. Look, I met because, the man. Look, I can okay, tell you. In Prometheus, Charlize Theron, I think. Oh yeah, was you were a with cyborg. him and Jonah Hex. I mean, right? She was a robot. She was I a was. robot. She's presented as a real human, but I think she was a robot. And they never did anything with it. Are you giving us your Prometheus theories? Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> okay. Because this Why is an inappropriate forum thoughts? for theories Why about. Why don't we move on to final thoughts so the listeners can? Can like wrap this up in maybe two commutes, yeah, and then we can. She keep talking. only has sex with Idris Elba after he asks if she's a robot. Two commutes or one <laughs> California commute. All right, um, exactly. Okay, so yeah, I I feel like our final thoughts have been fairly well articulated over the course of this film, but we'll give one final go around. Dooge, what what are your final thoughts? Um, I it have can't had many be about different. <laughs> Don't tell me what it can't be about. <laughs> I I have many different I have had many different reactions to many different parts of this film. At times I have thought it was interminable and boring. At times I've thought it was very fun and much like an extended episode of the cartoon of my youth. Uh, I think that the costumes were great and fine. Uh, I think that that this movie is almost a lot of different things and it never actually sums up to any one thing but I don't think it's the worst X-Men film. And I look forward to uh, the reboot. I don't know. Uh, Logan, he just runs off weapon X off into the trees and bushes. Uh, and this child who he's in love with forever from now on. Oh God. Uh, it's very weird. <laughs> but, uh, literally getting drunker in front of her eyes somehow. Uh no. That happened. It's early. the paint. He's something. It's yes. all that painting he was doing. We did early. not actually do the final coating of paint. We just did the primer. Okay. Uh, uh, Primer's not toxic. It's water based. Uh, <laughs> Nothing uh, water based could be toxic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know. I'd have to actually look at my notes, but I I enjoyed a lot of it. Um, at one point, I noted that. A lot of the stuff in these X-Men movies looks really cool, but they're not very fun films. Mm. Like no. when I when I'm in an MCU film, I feel like there's a general atmosphere of brightness and joy and fun going on, except in Thor the Dark World. But I I don't feel that way at all in these X-Men films. Yes. Just, the palette is tends to be very dark. The attitudes tend to be kind of dour yeah. and they don't really make a lot of hay out of the good, interesting aspects of the X-Men. Like mm-hmm. they kind of play with the fact that Mystique hides herself, you know, cause there's gotta be a huge divide amongst mutants in this world between mutants who look like humans and can pass and mutants who can't, but mm-hmm. they don't mm-hmm. really make much out of that. Even though there's, they, they kind of even have the trappings have of that. Previous Hank, yeah. But like here it's, I don't, I don't know what the point of this movie is that mm-hmm. humans are the plague of the earth. Like, yeah, obviously, we're a virus with shoes, in the words of Bill Hicks. Uh, like, they send our missiles into space, and on the news, they make, they're like, we don't know whether it's an act of war or an act of peace. Like, how is that an act of war? All the missiles are gone. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I, I got nothing. To I say. mean, it was technically an act of war because he was removing a weapon. Well, I from know, them but like, before that's he the could way kill them think. We're like, anything has been forced upon us, even if it was something that's good for everybody. Is this an act of war? I mean, again, it is an act of war, but I know. But like, if anyone, if if, if anyone says to you, to us as a species, well, from now on, you have to do this thing that's good from literally every perspective, then people are like, no. Because yeah. you're forcing us to do it. I'm I'm not sober. I wouldn't say I'm drunk. I don't have final <laughs> thoughts. Okay? okay? I don't have any final thoughts. This movie was a movie, I, kind of. I will say, you brought up Thor The Dark World. Derek, who I'm here representing, also <laughs> brought that up when we were talking about this movie when we were watching it. And said that there is some of Thor The Dark World in every X-Men movie. This was this was the metaphor he used, because I think tonally yes. that is something very similar. Yes. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, like, because I think Thor The Dark World, Thor, like, it's the it's the darkest and the bluest uh, of the MCU and movies. The least interesting. The least interesting, and it's, yeah, it's definitely, like, it has a couple of sort of moments of levity, but they don't quite land. Uh, and, like, I, it definitely it feels like a path a not of taken of, like... Here, which is pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly somebody, clearly somebody within Marvel, within Disney was like, we need to make these more serious. And they made this movie. It's like, never mind. Uh, <laughs> but like the people at Fox were like, no, That's stay on the course. Said. Yep. So, okay. And then they went such a different direction in Thor Ragnarok. So, dude, And it's the best MCU film. Yes. So. Certainly one of them. I, yeah. So I do, I do want to talk about, um. Well, well, we'll get to we'll get to this at the end because we need to talk about we need to make a decision about what what our next film will be. But we'll do that in a couple of minutes because I do have I do have a couple things to to point out. Sure, uh, Bester, do you have any more final thoughts? You just kind of shared Derek's final thought. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's like any other. Uh... Did Nina just what? have bird powers? What was that about? <laughs> Did what? What? Nina, Magneto's child, his daughter. Oh. She had bird oh, yeah. powers. She had she had it. She, she, she was beast, she was a beastmaster. Yeah, beastmaster. Yeah, beast I've never um, seen Beastmaster. Yeah. One uh, one question I had was, why does Jean Grey not have an English accent? Like, why are we making Sophie Turner do an American accent? There's nothing There's nothing oh. about the character of Jean Grey that, like, fundamentally has to be an American. And I, 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 when, we get to, when we get to Doctor Strange, I will have the same thought because, like, Cumberbatch's my, American accent is fine, but it's also distracting and like it's unnecessary. Nothing about roommate, that character requires it to be American. My roommate is a voice actress, actually, mm-hmm. and and she's actually she she actually has nailed what's so weird about Doctor Strange's accent. Um, and she actually said that it's the same problem that is that's going on with Sophie Turner's accent. Mm-hmm. Um, because what's going on with both of their accents is they're both doing actually perfectly fine American accents. The problem is, is that they're still using the cadences of somebody with a British accent. Mm. So the mm. word rhythms sound weird to us because they're both speaking perfectly normal American accents, but they're doing it in a rhythm that you never hear an American do. Like when you yeah, there's something very uncanny about the like accent. when you and again, Monty Python's flying Uncanny, and did you say? Yeah. And I did. Uh, Graham Chapman would be doing an American accent, and how ex- na- how naturalistic it sounded. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what's going on. Yeah, like I just um, found it. And weird. I will agree with you. I agree with you, Bester. Like, I I feel like there there's nothing that requires Doctor Strange or Jean Grey to be American. Just like, and this is something I feel about a lot of characters. It's like if it, if the accent is going to be a problem, and like it's not like Captain America. 
Yeah. I don't give I a mean, shit. Just clearly, let them be wherever Tom, they're from. Tom Holland should be doing an American accent. If he's going to play that character, he has to play yes, it as, yes. as though he's from New York. Or he, he, I will, or he so could have a Cockney accent. have an Australian accent the whole time? Because I think that would be a lot better. <laughs> I, think he, I would be okay with Tom I, 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 I would be fine with that. I, th- yeah. I think weird Tom Holland Spider-Man should have a Cockney accent. And Wolverine yes. should have a much thicker Canadian accent. Yeah. All right. Oh I my God, he's close popping out of my hands. What about hey? Kevin Costner's hey? Robin Hood? Kevin Costner's Robin Hood. I think I think he should be forced to do an even heavier accent. Yeah. How's it going, eh? Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other. Uh, that's not how pyramids are built. That's not uh, how pyramids are built. Eh? Why did they? Wasn't Why did they the put the Oscar no, Isaac under so much makeup? Like, just you can make him blue. You can make him have some of the stuff, but like, lay you off. can barely he's so tell be- him. He's so beautiful. Why are you doing this to him? Yeah, it's it is tough to tell it's him. Yeah, um, and yeah, you know, the aesthetic of the entire like team apocalypse is so goddamn dumb. I, Derek and I were rolling our eyes every time they like teleported in, and yeah, it looks like a new wave glam band. Yeah. Do you think that was not on purpose? I mean, why else does why else does Nightcrawler have that Sergeant Pepper jacket on? I think that's also dumb. I, I I'm not I'm not in support of that jacket either. And yet you love Batman and Robin. Yes. Batman and Robin went all the way with it. Yeah. Okay. Patrick. I don't know. I felt like uh, like whenever it did something with the eighties, it never did anything interesting with the eighties. It was just I mean, hey, look I, at us. It's the eighties. Yeah. Okay. I don't have any particular affection for that Sergeant Pepper like sort of nostalgia for these like classic rock look. So we, I agree yeah, with you. We but, all you know, know we all know that if you're going to do anything with the eighties, there are two things you have to do. You have to do a lot of Coke and vote for Ronald Reagan. And this That's true. Yep. And rub puppets on us. Rub puppets on us. Yeah, but also like it's weird. The Wedding that, like, Singer is one of Adam well, Sandler's best films. It is. It really is. I mean, it absolutely is. It really but, like, is. But it's also weird to me that like the last two movies like are about the Cuban Missile Crisis and Richard Nixon. Both the last two movies use their eras and deal yeah. with the politics. And this is about destroying this... Auschwitz and stopping an Egyptian ancient god. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing, <laughs> nothing about the politics like, of nice. Like you did in the yeah. There's not a single concern. reference. I don't think. I don't think anyone in this Reagan movie in this even movie. does coke that we see. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Quicksilver. I, yeah, obviously, I that's, that's where I got I say, his powers. I feel like is Quicksilver just a name for coke because it should be Probably. coke treated with mercury. Isn't there a Marvel hero or villain that ha- got his powers from cocaine? I think Dazzler was. Is it Dazzler? There was a villain. I don't remember who it is, but there is a villain who got his powers from tainted cocaine. <laughs> wow. His name is Snowflame. God damn it. Seriously? Is that seriously his name? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, Google him. He is amazing looking. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way this is not going to be worth it. Snowflame. <laughs> <laughs> what a great oh name, too. He's a DC oh, he's, character. Oh he's a DC God. character. Never mind. Yeah, he he, oh, he got supreme powers from inhaling copious amounts of cocaine. Wow. Oh wow. That's incredible. First appearance. We need a movie about this. First appearance. New Guardians number two. October nineteen eighty eight. Appearance of death. New Guardians number two. October nineteen eighty eight. He didn't last. Maybe Challenge because, accepted. Maybe I am Snowflame. Every cell of my being burns with white ecstasy. Cocaine is my god, and I am the human instrument of its will. Wow, that's amazing. 
Um, like he just did so much cocaine that he had superpowers. Wow. Um, yep. Okay, Patrick, what are your final thoughts? Or was um, that your final thought? <laughs> oh, no, that was not my final thought. I mean, my, there's not a lot to say about this movie. And I, and I think, you know, because it's not, it's not actually a particularly bad film. We've talked much longer about much worse movies. And, it, it, you know, it, it is fun. It, I, I think Dooge actually nailed it when he said this really felt like an extended... This felt like an extended version of the of the cartoon, mm-hmm. like and in a yeah. lot of ways, both structurally and sort of like in in pacing and levels of characterization. Like it had, you know, it had the characterization of the cartoon, like and that cartoon was great and like for its time, its characters were pretty deep, but it was a '90s cartoon, and with all that entailed, um, including some truly great power mullets. Um, and this, and this film had great a lot of mullets. issues. I feel like they were also, very honest I will, children about issues. Yeah. I, I will say this right now. If the nine, if Dark Phoenix does not have the 90s X-Men theme somewhere in it, I will personally go down to Marvel Studios and punch everyone in the face individually. I felt like there were a few moments It will ruin my chances of employment, but I do not care. It will be worth it. The animated series theme. I can't remember when they were, but I feel like I heard the animated series theme, at least a few bars of it, in this score. But, um... Do we know that Dark Phoenix is set in '93? It's set in the early '90s. I know. Okay. Yeah. This I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, I liked seeing the X Men kind of be superheroes and just fight to save the world. Uh, It was weird that they were being nostalgic about when they were the X Men in the '70s because we we never saw them. Almost never saw them be the X Men. Um, No, it's fun. Your brother was there before he died ten minutes ago. Is that your this, Catherine I mean, I drew this impression? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that was. <laughs> that, Yo, was, that was what I was with the... I want to see J-Law do a constant... It was my Sansa Stark after she's gone to the South. <laughs> I, she's gone I enjoyed to this... <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed this movie basically largely by sort of ignoring the context of it in a lot of ways. Like, just sort of like pretending that this was the first X-Men movie in the series that I've ever seen. Because in context, you know, none of these movies have made sense, again, for decades. Like, they don't even come close to making sense. So, and when I did that, I actually really enjoyed myself. Yeah. You know, I, it wasn't, you know, I, it, it, it was sort of similar to how I felt when I saw Aquaman, where I actually had a lot of fun watching Aquaman. And I had a lot of fun watching this, because there's some fun bits. And some, you know, not all the characters are great, but, you know, some of them were. And that's kind of how I came away. It was like, oh, that was fun. And... It's not good. It's not. It's definitely not like up up at any of the. I mean, we're about to start hitting Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther yeah, territory. We're so, about to hit oh, some yeah, solid we, we, quality movies. We will talk about um, what's yeah. coming down the the highway here. Yeah, yeah. We got some good stuff coming down um, the Rainbow Bridge, and so. But like, I just sort of. I guess I don't know. I just. I feel like the, it's good to have room to be look at something and go. I enjoyed that. I don't know if it was good, but I really enjoyed that. I don't feel like my time was wasted. Uh, unlike other movies, including one that you all know I hate with a particularly burning passion, where I didn't like, like resent that I had to spend my time on that. I didn't resent this. I, I was like, eh, I didn't have anything to do with this Friday night. It, it's sort of like when you were when we were in the '90s and younger, and we just like wander down a blockbuster and rent something at random. Yeah. And you know, hell comes to Frogtown. Exactly. Like it, it, and then you'll, you know, I, in that case, like I don't regret this three dollar. I don't remember how much it cost to rent a blockbuster for the record. Um, is Hell however much to it cost. Frogtown a documentary about the Nazi invasion of Paris? 
<laughs> or uh, no, it's it actually about the uh, the lost slow forest. death of most amphibian species on Earth mm. uh, that's happening right now because of that weird fungus that undoes their DNA like some kind of spaghetti strands. Oh, it's pretty horrific. I, that does not sound uh, that does not sound like a momentous enough title for for what sounds like a fairly serious problem. Oh, it's a very serious problem. It's been happening for decades now. Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, since the Korean War, they now believe. Really? Yeah, well, yeah. They think that the fungus uh, originated in the Korean Peninsula, and uh, sometime around the fifties, it started spreading to other parts of the globe. Huh. Uh, yeah. One thought I one thought I had just to connect this back to what we're actually talking about. Um, so, Dark Phoenix is going to be ninety three, ninety two. Yeah. Early 90s, uh, and I think we can probably agree that th- that is going to be the last movie in that particular continuity. Yeah. How Presum- great Presuming we- New Mutants. Is New Mutants actually going to be released? Mm. No one knows. Anyway, okay. but I'm just saying, if, if, if another, like a post-Dark Phoenix one happens and it follows the same pattern... What if they tried to like that was how oh, they finally God. tried to connect it? It's set in two thousand two. Oh, it's like in between X two and Last Stand, or in between the first movie and X two. I don't remember in two thousand two which one it is. What if that was like the grand, the grand uh, scheme of these movies that they just needed one more movie, and suddenly the continuity would make sense? Uh, yeah, and if it's set at that point in time, it's one more movie where Magneto rips down the twin towers. Oh no! Yeah, I was about to say no. Yeah, you. Oh, uh, we—that's where I thought you were going oh. with that. I was like, Oh, oh no, 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 just, no, no, no! I was, no. Not, I, was just, I was just saying, like, if they connected oh, the continuities, God. Was like, okay. I was thinking like two. I was thinking two thousand three. more like Osama bin Laden. Yeah. Oh, oh! If it's two thousand three, it could be set at the backdrop of like starting the Iraq War. Yeah, Magneto planted Sorry, the mustard gas. Second, second <gasps> yes. line in all of Chappelle's show. Yes. Okay. So Magneto is above Iraq, and he like summons oh, with ma- with ma- magnetic powers all of the WMDs and hides them on the moon because <laughs> he's in cahoots with Saddam. So uh, I don't have any final thoughts that haven't been said already. So let's let's move on to making a decision. I, st- I stole your WMD Magneto you idea. You stole it. Right Got out that WMD. Got that WMD. We uh, got that WMD. Okay, so our our next film could be one of two things. The next right. that is in front of us is Doctor Strange. We could circle back and do Big Hero Six. Um, yes. It is the one that we have missed. Yes, it was an animated film, um, but yeah, it was the actual theatrical release. Do we want to circle back and do Big Hero Six next? I feel like we should. It's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think I think we should have. I we can retcon our continuity. Yep. So yeah. Yeah, I think it was a Marvel movie. It's a Marvel movie, and it, I mean, we as we said earlier, X Men movies have wonky timelines. They're doing time travel shit. <laughs> We've just fallen. Yeah. With Rogue has sent us back into. Oh no, uh, Kitty Pride has sent us back in time, and we're gonna do uh, Big Hero. And after that, we're doc- we got Doctor Strange with a time stone. Like we're just in yeah, the yeah. we're right we're right in the middle. Like there's a great there's a great time nexus here, and we have fallen into the crack and. The, the, so what I'll D- say, David Tennant's about to show up with a blue box. We should probably just get in with animated him. Animated time works differently. 